Hey there, I'm Trevor Houston, the creator of the Who You Know Summit, and I'd like to welcome you to the Who You Know Job Networking Show. On our program, we'd like to show you a job search like you've never seen. Everything from getting noticed by employers, how to properly format your resume, and how to network effectively using LinkedIn to drive recruiters to your profile. We even take suggestions from our amazing community. So if you want to learn all things job search, go ahead and subscribe now. Focus. It's all about the job search. So if you want to learn how to land that next success, you heard them. All you got to do is subscribe and ring that bell so you don't miss out on a thing. Everybody, welcome Jared Yellen to the house. What's up? What's up? Thank you for having me. What an honor. I love the energy, man. You guys bringing it. Man, I appreciate it, man. We like to, you know, we like to get some cash flow going around in here. Cash flow. We like that. Yes. He likes that too. So I know, I know, man. So, all right, well, we're excited to have you here and I really want to dive into this 10X incubator. But before we do that, you are what I like to call a world changer. Okay. You're literally shaking things up and I love that. So, I'm always curious when it comes to world changers, like what was it like for you growing up? Like, because everybody has a little bit of a different background. Tell me a little bit about what it was for Jared growing up. Yeah, so it, it's a funny question. So I, um, there was this program when I was in elementary school called GOAL, and it stood for Galaxy of Advanced Learning. And it was for like the creative kids that thought outside the box and I actually got kicked out of goal because I thought <laughs> too much outside the box and we had this uh there was this like two week period where the the teacher had us continue to do the same like uh computer game just over and over and over again it was called amazing animation and after two days of doing it I'm like we need to change this curriculum like this is just this is so redundant this is so repetitive <laughs> so I told her like nicely like I, th I think we should change it up but she's like no this is the curriculum I'm like all right so I went and had a petition and I had every single student in the entire program sign it and I brought it to the principal and they're like we're not changing the curriculum I'm like all right, well, I guess I got to take matters in my own hands. So I went into the library one day and I dragged amazing animation into the trash and emptied the trash on every computer in the entire library. <laughs> as a zone in elementary school. Wow. So. Okay. So hold up, hold up. First of all, mic drop for that. Okay. I'm just going to throw that out there. So, so how old were you at this time? Uh, I was like nine. Yeah, nine, nine years old <laughs> doing petitions. Like he's like, this this curriculum is trash. Wow. Okay, that is awesome, man. Now I see uh, Indiana is where your formal education was, right? So are you from Indiana? No, I was uh, so I'm born and raised North New Jersey. Uh, Jersey. I, okay. went to, I was in the Kelly School of Business, and that's actually an interesting story too. So I um. The business school is awesome. I really enjoyed the experience there, but I don't enjoy the classroom. Like that's just, that's not where I learned. And I had this idea, which was like, how can I graduate, build relationships? Cause like you say, it's all about who you know, Correct. with my professors. Cause some of them were like rock star entrepreneurs like previously, um, but not go to class. Cause like I found class like painful. So I was, I was a bodybuilder in college and, and I was also a personal trainer. So I thought to myself, if I start a personal training business and I have all my professors hire me, I don't need to go to class because like I have leveraged that. And that's what I did. And I literally scaled this personal training business. I had the entire business school. All the professors were hiring me to train them. So in the, in the gym, they were like telling me what I needed to know. And I never went to the classroom. And I literally graduated by doing that. And I built incredible relationships with my professors. Like to this date, some of them are 
their friends, mentors involved in some of my companies. And it was all because I worked out with them. But yeah, the classroom was just not my day. So you're, you're an outside the box thinker, right? Obviously, we can tell. Yeah, a little um, bit against the grain. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. That's a lot like myself. So let me ask you this. What do you feel like your biggest gift is? And when did you start to, to really lean into your gift? And when did you start to recognize it? So if you ask my team this, they're going to say that I can sell an influence, but I always tell them that it actually is deeper than that. Okay. So the reason I can sell an influence is because of my actual flame, which is I can simplify complexity. And this mm. is what I've always done as an entrepreneur. Boom. My uh, tech companies um, is called Synduit. And the reason I built Synduit was because I found marketing to be really complicated for the everyday small business owner. So I thought to myself, if I can simplify that complexity, put it in a workflow, the 67-year-old chiropractor could look like a marketing savant if I made it oh. like a great line for them. So that's literally what the software does, is it's the simplest marketing software in the world with content inside of it. What we're doing at 10X Incubator is taking this impossible concept, which is I have a tech idea on a napkin. It's impossible. Like, where do you go with that? Like, right. like what do you napkin like you hold on to it for dear life you put it in your pocket and you like die with it because you don't even know what that next step is and we simplified the complexity and we said hey we'll co-found that napkin with you let's turn it into a tech company let's scale it and go for an exit and we've created a straight line for that whole process so that truly is my flame i simplify complexity so that anyone can do dang it. that's yeah. man hold up another mic drop for that let me like, have you ever had a, na um, a napkin idea, Mark? You ever had like that? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I've got uh, I've got some ideas. I I don't have any non disclosure agreements though, so I can't tell anybody yet. But <laughs> can I tell you? Can I tell you a silly idea? This was a silly idea I had way, 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 way back in the day. This was like I don't know, fifteen years ago. But I remember being in a pool, right? I'm sitting on my floaty in the pool, okay, and 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 the wind kept blowing me around the pool, right? My drinks over here. Uh, you know, I'm like, no, the wind kept blowing me around. So I had an idea. I was like, man, wouldn't that be cool if you could add just like a little, like a little motor or something, like a little thing. Mm -hmm. And maybe you could have from your phone and you could, you could drive your own floaty around the pool with, with the, with your phone. <laughs> a little trolling motor. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So, like, uh, all right. I'll tell you mine. Cause, cause, so <laughs> my wife, my wife has had three boys. My wife has had three boys and each time, you know, she's got that, got that baby belly. So, and she's always, she was always rubbing it, like, you know, just kind of like this. So I was like, there's got to be a way that you could make a kind of like a belly band that had something in it, like a motor or something that just kind of massaged their belly. Oh, right? Massage, belly massager. Yeah, I like well, that. I would get yeah, one of those. Yeah. Like you don't even got to be pregnant to get that. Well, you just... yeah, you don't have to be pregnant, but, you know. <laughs> so, you of that company i like that man I you've like got you've got you know branding sales marketing entrepreneurial stuff going on you've got all these things these and you've got you know entities in your your um, um your parent company what's it about tech right that that you're focused on what lights the fire under you for tech it's it's the it's the single greatest way to create impact like that's it like and i i've been saying this for years so i'm a non-tech tech founder so there's not one engineering bone in my entire body I know how to write marketing copy, I know how to sell, but I also know what tech can do. 
I ran a marketing agency uh, in 2011 and 2012, and we grew to 400 clients. And, and our clients were kind of the who's who of every industry. So like the top 1% of the industry would hire us and we became like their megaphone. Like we created their voice and their brand. And it was a really successful company, but I was helping 400 people. And I'm like, I need to find a way to help a million. Like, mm. how do I democratize the agency so that what we're charging 10 grand a month for, we could charge $50 a month for. And that was when I took Sinduit and pivoted it into what we call a virtual marketing department, a tech product that has limitless scale. There's over 40,000 businesses right now using this platform. Mm. We never could have built an agency to support 40,000. So what lights my fire is just, it's the impact, the volume of the impact, the fact that I believe every inefficiency in the world is solved with a, with a really solid tech idea that is executed upon. Well, I love that. I mean, and you're so right because I mean, look at the the most successful companies. I mean, Am like you said, Amazon yeah. earlier. You were saying Amazon, and you know, they're all tech companies, yeah, right? To get to scale, you've got to have tech involved. I love yeah. how you. Okay, so you recently partnered up with Grant Cardone, and I was watching the video, and I was watching you guys sit down, and the interaction just made me laugh because if you know Grant, and you know his personality and all that, right? And you told him his real estate portfolio was cute. <laughs> it was cute <laughs> talk to me about that interaction because i thought that was so funny tell me about yeah, that there's more to that they, they, they cut out and i know you just recently interviewed elena so you'll, you'll actually like this part so okay when we were talking i'm like like listen grant like the real estate thing you got going on is cute like tech <laughs> is sexy and i got a question for you did you marry elena because she was cute or sexy he's oh. like all right dude we're doing the deal. Oh, <laughs> oh that's how you closed him. That's yeah, awesome. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but really the interaction has been, it's been so fun for me. So like, I knew that when I met Grant that he would want to do a deal. Like there was, there was like zero doubt. I'm like, this, this is exactly what he's going to want to do. Cause I know he wants to get involved in tech. And I know that there's no one better in the world for him to do this with than me and our team. Like just based on the, the volume of what we're doing and how we're doing it. What I really wanted to assess was who is Grant? Like, I know like the world has this perception of Grant, right? Like he's an incredible showman and promoter and salesman, but I'm like, who is he as a leader to his 150 person team? Like who is he as, as a husband to Elena? And who is he as a father to his daughters? Like, that's what I cared about. Like, I didn't care about all the other stuff. That stuff I knew. I wanted to know who he was. And we met, we met for hours and we talked about like everything but business. So we talked about our values and our desire for creating an even playing field and our force for good. And it was really interesting when we, uh, we were probably about an hour into the conversation. He said to me, Jared, do you realize the seat you're sitting in? People spend a hundred grand to sit in that seat with me. And when they sit in that seat, like they tell me they're coming for advice, but they're trying to do a deal with me. And I almost just never do a deal with them. I just give them the advice that I thought they were coming for. And I know you don't have a deal in front of you right now, but if you did, I would sign it on the spot. But since you don't, shake my hand and my hand is stronger than any operating agreement will ever sign. And I just wow. knew it was right. I mean, we spent hours, our values are aligned, our, our vision of what this become is aligned, the role that he wants to play is aligned and he's really fun to work with. I mean, I'm crazy. My team's always like, you just don't stop. Like you, it's like idea, 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 execute, execute. But now it's like him and I doing it together. And like, people are like, you gotta slow down. I'm like, no, we are 10 Xing our speed. So let's do this. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, well, let's, yeah. let, let's talk about the incubator. Like, so you've got this 10X, this incubator, it's for businesses, for ideas and things like that. Can you tell us a little bit more about um, your vision for that? 
Yeah. So I um in 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 twenty uh, April of twenty twenty um is when I woke up one day and I realized I'm I'm officially obsolete at Cinduit, which was my my original company, and that's like every entrepreneur's dream, right? So I was really happy about that outcome, but it, it came at an interesting point in my life because I'm thirty six. Um, I have a four year old, almost a five year old, and, and a two year old, happily married. Cinduit's created a great life for us, and. I feel like I have so much life left and like so much energy. And I realized like this was my moonshot moment. Like this was a time to do something that would either shake the world up or I would, I would go down trying. And as I was thinking this way, I realized that what I felt called to do was do what I just did with Synduit over the past handful of years, uh, but with 10,000 companies, 10,000 ideas. And I don't know why that number came up, right? That's a, that's a ridiculous number, but that's what a moonshot is, right? Like, yeah. It's mm-hmm. uncomfortable. So I called up my CTO from, from us into it. And uh, I said, I got, I got something I want to do with you, Monty. And he said, what's up? And I said, let's launch 10,000 tech companies in 10 years. Are you in? And his exact words were, I'm in because it's you, but I have no idea what you're talking about. I said, okay. <laughs> and uh, so I said to him, we're going to launch a tech incubator, but this is not going to be like every other incubator or accelerator where we invest a little money and then offer a ton of mentorship. Listen, that's awesome. That's just not this. What this is is a place for people to come with their tech ideas that are on a napkin or a tech idea in a pitch deck or a tech idea that's a minimum viable product or even a cash flowing tech company that has plateaued and they can pitch us on it. And when they pitch us, there's four things we look for. The person, the idea, the competition, and how quickly can we scale? And if that is all positively validated, we will co-found a company with that person or people. We'll both take equity in the company so our values are completely aligned. And then we build the entire company at cost. Man. Software development, go-to-market, sales, customer support, legal, fundraising, financing, and here's the key. In 2017, I set up a company in India. So we started hiring pretty aggressively in India. The talent in India when it comes to tech is unmatched. I mean, the most committed people, extraordinary skill set, and obviously the the price works really well to keep costs low. Uh, And I set up this company in India because I had about a dozen contractors on my team. And I knew if I employed them, they'd have a better life. And I knew that I could also scale the company. So we now have hundreds of engineers that are in India. So when we build these tech companies, we're deploying our team, our employees in India at cost. So it's a fraction of a fraction of the cost, which reduces the risk to almost nothing. And then we are involved, building the brand, building the voice, building the story. Man, you better be excited. Hold up. You got me over here. I don't know nothing about tech either. I'm like excited. I'm like, yeah, I need to get a napkin. Where's my napkin? <laughs> Where's my idea? <laughs> I need to put that idea. I'm going to submit it tonight. I'm submitting my idea for the, uh, uh, what do you call it? The What am I going to call it? What's the name of the the floaty with the with the propeller on there? I don't know. Look, we're, I'm do, I'm gonna submit it, and we're gonna get that thing going. Let's go, Look, dude. That is awesome, man. Well, I'm gonna tell you, I love your energy and your passion for it. Um, I'm kind of like that that first guy that you said you talked to, because we had a conversation about it, and I was like, when you first told me, you know, kind of what was going on, I, I didn't really understand it either, right? And I, I feel like the more I talk to you. And the more I start to understand it and the more it really just excites me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a question for you that I was able to ask Grant. I was able to ask Elena. And now I want to ask you. Okay. So when it comes to building an empire, so you're building a tech empire. Okay. When it comes to building your empire, what do you feel is more important? What you know, right? The knowledge, the skills, what's up here, 
or who you know, the people, the, the, the network, the connections? What do you feel like is more important, more valuable? There's really, there, there is no second place. It's, it's all who you know. Um, I, I mean, everything I've ever done is because of, of who I know. Um, Sinduit is over 40,000 users and I've spent zero dollars running Facebook ads because I don't like Mark Zuckerberg, so I don't want to pay that dude. So instead what I did was I just leveraged relationships, all who I know, all who I know. Because if you know the right people, you can leverage their knowledge, their skills, their abilities. You don't need to have that knowledge, skill, and ability. And what it does is it, it just creates rapid expansion. The reason that this grant relationship is so interesting is because I teach this exercise to all of our co-founders. Get really clear on what you want and then figure out who has the keys to the kingdom of what you want. And mm. instead of circumnavigating them, it's gonna cost you time and money, find a way to partner with them, create a win-win outcome. It's all about who you know. Yes, woo, you are so right about that. And for job seekers listening, it's the same thing for you. You need to do the exact same thing. Figure out who has, you, who has what you want, be super clear about what you want and go, Go get it. Go network. Go connect with those folks and go get it. And you got to be, um, you got to be bold sometimes. And sometimes you got to, you know, ask. Um, and this doesn't always come right away, but it will follow, right? Mm-hmm. It will follow. And and you know, relationship building and what we do, it takes time. So you know, sometimes mm -hmm. don't expect the first time you meet somebody for them to give you the keys of the kingdom, like like you were saying. Don't don't expect them to just let you in their house and, and eat out of their refrigerator, you know, the first time you meet them. I feel like that's a problem with people when they're networking. They always feel like they should just... Well, it's that I want it now kind of results yeah. and generation and mentality. I think it's not just a generation, it's generational across the board. I think that people are so results-oriented that if they don't get results, it's just not worth their time. Which brings me to one of our next questions, which was, one of your challenges, right? What are what are some of the challenges? What's your biggest challenge that you faced getting this vision started? Yeah, it's so initially it was like, how do we scale this team? I mean, like we're not launching like tech products where when we're finished, we're done, right? Like these are tech companies. So like there's no done. Like it's like like when we launched what we call the minimum viable product, like that's just starting the process. Like that team is staying on forever so there's no like turning the team off or putting them onto another venture so we are just perpetually hiring so that that has and will always be our single greatest challenge and also opportunity so we have built in india specifically an entire hr like it's more than a team it's like a force of nature uh, i've trained them on influence skills so they go out and literally influence people to join us because this is a better career path for them we have recruited people that have left facebook Amazon um, and Uber that, that were in India, and they've left these like gigantic stable companies um, because they were a number there. They're a CTO or a lead engineer here. So this is a volume game of hiring. We will have eventually thousands and thousands of team members. But when I first had this moonshot, like that was what I wanted. I'm like, I want to build the most powerful organization in tech, whether they are direct employees, whether they're joint venture partners, whether they're advisors to our companies or investors. But the key is this. They need to be change makers. They need to really want to make a difference. Like, yes, they have to make a want to make a lot of money too. That's important. But they have to also really want to make a difference to enter into this ecosystem. But yeah, the, the challenge is just finding the greatest talent in the world. Well, um, I'm just yeah. saying, I mean, we we might be able to work on that together, yeah, man. I'm just it. saying, I mean, like you you got you got a need to, to hire, right? I mean, we got a need to get hired in this show. Like we got to get these people back. Yeah, to work. it's a who you know, job networking show. Yeah, yeah. So I think <laughs> like right. we could probably make 
make that work. Um, let me let me ask you this question. So, paint the picture for the audience a little bit. They're gonna come work for you, 10x incubator. Uh, what's that culture like, right? And um, yeah, yeah. Tell us about the co culture and maybe a few positions that you've got open, ready, available. Like you're like, hey, I'm ready to fill this thing today. Like, what what are some roles that you're looking to fill right now? Yeah, so we, we are always looking for talent. So one of the things that um, this minute we're looking to fill account manager roles, which okay. is a really cool because these are these are people that will run five companies, five tech companies. Oh, they're going to be involved and they're going to go on the journey with them. So like they're not ever stopping until those companies sell and then we add a new one in to their mini portfolio. And what's cool about it is they're going deep. They're going to learn about go-to-market. They're going to learn about product. They're going to learn about scale, business development. So it's a really great learning experience. Their skill set is just hyper-organization, holding people accountable, ensuring co-founders are doing what they say they're going to do. The culture is off the charts, though, man. I mean, literally, what we have done here is we've created an ecosystem where everyone's an entrepreneur. So we always say this is the best of all worlds because being an employee has benefits, right? There's, there's the stability, there's the benefits, but there's also the potential of a glass ceiling. Being an entrepreneur has a lot of risk, right? There, there's, there's no benefits. There's, there's no like, guaranteed salary, but it has limitless upside potential. We've just built an ecosystem where you have it all. The stability of being an employee, but the limitless upside potential of being an entrepreneur. We tell everybody, like we have, we have one rule, never ask for permission, just do it. Like just do it. You can ask questions, you can ask for advice, but never ask for permission, just do it. Just try and we'll never hold anybody back. So if you want to come in here and like scale and oversee a whole portfolio of companies, like then just, just drop do it. Don't ask. So that's that's what our culture is. Dang. So it's a little bit like Nike, you know. Just do <laughs> just it. Do it. Just, yeah. do it. just do it. Just get out there and do it. Uh, this is not a uh, an endorsement for Nike, but I'm just saying. <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. I I like it. You get me excited. So okay, let me ask you this. <clears throat> You said account managers. I'm sure you got a, a tons of other uh, opportunities that are. Yeah, we that have are, digital marketers, writers, designers. We have people on the biz dev side. We where have, do they go to connect with all those those opportunities? Is there a certain uh, site or the, a landing page that they can they can connect with? Yep, or do I connect, just need to send them all to your website or to your LinkedIn? What do I need to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, if you want to stand out, do that. I mean that. Like find a way to stand out. But 10xincubator.com/hiring. Okay, and you'll see opportunities there's a general application there too so if you don't see a specific role fill it out we have hired dozens of people that just applied and we're like oh, they're just a good person we, we we'll find something for them to do here so yeah, yeah uh 10xincubator.com slash hiring and and who you know nation okay we had elena on the show last week and she gave us kind of little inside uh information about when you're when you're doing this to uh to send in a little video to go along with it and and Stand you should out. be you should be pretty good at that who you know nation because we teach you that so um yeah I, I want you to send along a video with it. it i'm sure it will be received well jared right listen if, if you don't we're not going to consider it man <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like stand out like this is one of the things i, I tell my team all the time like in our we have a big team now, like stand out, like don't stand out by pushing others down, like stand out just by shining, right? Just stand out by doing what others don't think to do, having a hundred percent personal responsibility. Just stand out for any of you job seekers out there. Take a hundred percent personal responsibility to get the attention of what you ultimately want. It's yeah. up to you, like hundred percent personal responsibility. Amen. If you don't stand out, you're not going to stand up. Oh. <laughs> Did you just do a mic drop, Mark? Was that a mic drop? 
if you don't stand out, you're not going to get to stand up. Wow. Man, this has been awesome, Jared. I wish we had more time, man. But yeah. uh, I'm sure this won't be the last we see of Jared around the Who You Know Nation for sure. Man, I'm really excited for you. Yeah, I'm you, excited Jared. for all of the the growth and all the opportunities and um also I'm excited to just hear more about the incubator and how far that goes yeah well I, and i also want to throw this out before we um before we switch gears you have um a giveaway to the audience which is um a landing page is 10x your slash who you know right and if anybody has a tech idea right you want to submit that you want to Make a, do a quick plug for that and how that works. Yeah, sure, sure. So head over to www.the10x10 so your tech idea.com forward slash who you know. And when you're there, there's there's a free application. Submit it. I mean, go really deep on it. Record a video of yourself. Like what like stand out and stand out because we get thousands of applicants. Okay. So like find a way to stand out with your idea. What we look for is this. We want someone that has clarity around their idea. We want an idea that solves a big enough problem in the world. But ultimately, what we look for with a co-founder is someone that we can shine a spotlight on and they can handle it. So whether it's Grant or me or someone on our team, we're going to spotlight you. Like We're going to build awareness around you. We're going to make introductions for you. We just need you to be able to handle it. And if you can't, but you have the desire to, you'll get training. And if you can't, that's okay. We just need to find somebody to partner with you so that you can handle the spotlight. But head over there, submit your idea. Listen, I know you're looking for a job, but what's even more exciting than that is launching a tech company. So this might be the reason <laughs> you're employed right now. There you go. I'm a tech founder with us, so we invite you to join us. Yeah, just do it. Woo! <laughs> right. We're going to really get some cash flow for these job yeah. seekers, man. Yeah. That's might be the next A to Z. Jared, thank you again. We really appreciate you, man. I will uh, talk to you soon. Yeah, Hopefully, thanks, we can Jared. get some of these who you knows over there with the 10x nation, guys. We got to go to a real quick break, but don't go anywhere because we got more cash flow coming soon. We've got Harvey. Castro when Dr. we come back. Trevor Houston here, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Who You Know Job Networking Show. We hope you've been inspired, encouraged, educated, and entertained all at the same time. For information on our different events, workshops, partners, or partnership opportunities available, check out whoyouknow.show for more details. And be on the lookout for our new mobile app coming soon. You never know how this show can help someone you know. You know, and if we've made an impact or put a smile on your face today, don't forget to hit that share button on your way out. Until next week, it's all about who you know. Bye.